0: Well, good morning everyone. Uh, my name's Alex. I'm the minister here uh, at our 10am uh, service at our Carlton campus. Uh, welcome to you as well if you are joining us online. Well, forgiveness its such a wonderful thing. When you know that you've done something wrong and you know that you've hurt someone deeply and you know that it's your fault, forgiveness is such a joy. Such a relief, it's like a terrible weight that's been just lifted from your shoulders. We'll listen to Jesus' first words from the cross. Father, forgive them for so they do not know what they are doing. Jesus, please to God for forgiveness. Forgiveness for all those who are responsible for this day forgiveness is wonderful, but it also carries with it an edge, an implicit accusation. You've done something wrong. Not just a mistake, not just something that's incorrect or accidental or clumsy, but something bad, something you actually need forgiveness for. And they need forgiveness for something terribly wicked is happening this day. When Jesus says, forgive them for they don't know what they're doing, he doesn't mean his crucifixion was an innocent accident, some kind of well-meaning mistake. What he means is that they didn't fully comprehend the horror of what they were doing. They didn't fully comprehend that they were murdering the Messiah. God's son, the Lord. But of course, that doesn't mean that they were innocent. Not at all. The Israelite leaders who falsely accused Jesus, who'd been secretly scheming his murder, they're guilty. Pilate, who, knowing Jesus was innocent, handed him over to be executed. Guilty the sneerers, the mockers, the taunters, the crowd who shouted, praise last Sunday, but who now shout, crucify him, and instead shout for a murderer to be released. Guilty. I don't know if you felt as we heard the story read, the outrage, the injustice, the sadness, of it all. It's just crushing. But have you ever imagined yourself in this story? It's one thing to sit here on this side but have you ever imagined how you would have responded if you were there in the crowd 2,000 years ago? What would you have done Uh, One musical artist reflects on it like this. I'd like to think if I was there, as the crowd demanded crucify, I would have been a louder voice calling out to them, what is his crime? Well, I'd like to think that too. But it's all a bit hypothetical, really, isn't it? I wasn't there, and you weren't there either. And that's true, as far as it goes. Even if we weren't there, even if I wasn't there, if you weren't there, we're hardly innocent people. Because some of the things that drove them that day are greed, anger, rage, running with the mob, Fating our selfish desires, these things drive us as well. We just need to look at the state of the world to see the proof of that, don't we? And so the song continues. But in truth, I can see that although I stand here now, a part of me was there in the rabble when the crime was declared. It would be so simple if all the problems, all the sins of the world were just out there in some corrupt government, some broken system, some bad people. As this man writes, if only it were all so simple, if only there were evil people somewhere insidiously committing evil deeds and it were necessarily only to separate them from the rest of us and destroy them. That would be so simple. But the line dividing good and evil cuts through the heart of every human being. You see, the leaders, the crowd, Pilate—it's easy for us to see that they're sinners. But the difference between them and us really is just historical circumstance. We're all guilty. Well, given the circumstances. What would you expect Jesus' first words from the cross to be? Father, bring your righteous wrath upon them. Father, punish these evildoers. Father, wreak your vengeance on these wicked, wicked people. Or maybe at least, Father, save me from this horror and pain. But that's not what he says, is it? He says, Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they are doing. And so on that cross, 2,000 years ago, Jesus doesn't meet our wickedness with anger or vengeance or wrath against us. Instead, he meets our malice with mercy, our cruelty with compassion, our violence with gentleness, and our darkness with light. He meets our failure with faithfulness, our exclusion with inclusion, our selfishness with sacrifice, our hate with love and our sin with grace and forgiveness. For on that cross, out of his great love, God is giving up his Son willingly. And out of that same love, Jesus is willingly dying our pace, bearing the judgment the sentence our sins deserve all to make that forgiveness that he pleads for possible. And that forgiveness is for all who place their lives in his outstretched hand.